today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Drake, uh, how come he gets to run onto the court and give everybody a high five as they're coming off? As Will said, last time he died, he 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 did that. He got tackled. His face right on the sweaty hardwood. They barely dragged him away, and that person came out with a mop to to wipe up the splash that he made when his mouth opened and his drink flew out. All right. Uh, Raptors have evened the series against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you know what? I sat and watched, the for the very, very first time, an entire Raptors game from beginning to end. Oh, yeah, I've seen tons of them a few minutes at a time. Usually the last three or four minutes of the game. Because, you know, everybody knows in basketball, it's the last two minutes. That's when everybody is, that's when the action is. The rest of it is just back and forth. It's like watching tennis. I know I'm irritating people, and I'm just doing it on purpose. I'm just being a jerk. That's all. Uh, anyway, uh, very entertaining, exciting to watch, and uh, and good for the Toronto Raptors. Let's bring in Scott Radley, host of the Scott Radley Show. You can hear him here every weeknight. And, of course, sports columnist for your Hamilton Spectator. He's with us now. Scott, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Thank you. And, and to Will, who's on the other side of the glass doing interviews today, thank yeah. goodness he doesn't listen to you and doesn't play Drake. <laughs> Rush is an acceptable Canadian band, more than acceptable Drake is like putting liquid Drano in your ears and oh. putting a, some sort of plunger in there and just destroying your auditory canal. Your, your kids are saying, Dad. I know. I, I, I may be being an old guy, but honestly, How my old daughter, are your kids now? Well, my daughter's 24. You know how she describes Drake? No. She calls him the na-na-na music. Na-na-na. Every song. Na-na-na. That's what it sounds like. I often. Like, yes. Thank you. You've got it. I have You've said, got it. I have said to my kids, I, I can do that. Drake, to me, is the greatest mystery of our time. A man of limited to really no talent who has become the biggest recording star in the world just bought himself a new $185 million private 767. Nice. And did you see the story from today, or from last night, pardon me, the Toronto Raptors, because he is their... Mascot? That's a good word for it. Um presented him with a diamond-encrusted $750,000 Raptors blazer. Wow. What? You've already given him seats on the floor. You've let him run around like an idiot. You've let him... How come he gets to run in the court and give everybody a high five? And massage the coach during the game and all the rest. I I think you've done more than enough. How about taking that $750,000 and putting it into a breakfast program for kids of Toronto or something? The last thing Drake needs is a $750,000 diamond-encrusted jacket he will never wear. Anyway. Yeah, but it'll it'll be in the museum. Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you were saying something earlier, uh, and, and you know, here we are. We're supposed to be talking about the Raptors, and we're uh-huh. talking about music. And, and you, uh, you were slagging Drake, and and um, and saying over. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying, but whatever you were saying, it made me think of Corey Hart. Well, it's, so it's again, Hart. it's not like this doesn't happen. It's just this is it the ge- this is this generation's version of it. You know, goodness, I remember I, lots I, of time people. You know, it's like Corey Hart took off in the United States. He took off around the world, and everybody's going like, yeah, "What am I? What yep. am I missing here? What am I missing here?" I know he's Canadian. I love that, and good for him. But of all uh, the great Canadian artists, you're picking that one to make famous. I just, 
I just don't get the whole Dre thing. I would rather have a prostate exam with a belt sander than to listen to Dre. You know, there you go into that position of the body again. I think last time we talked about places that you had taken us that we'd never been there before. Well, all right. Contemplate that one for a while. I, w- that's, I will. That's my love for drink. All right. So I almost feel I have. You know, I shouldn't say that because I have been to. I have been to one Toronto Raptors game, and that was way back, like in the first couple of years they were uh, they were in the city, and At the I don't. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. You know what? Where would it have been? Well, the early days they had some games at Skydome for the year. It was Maple Leaf Gardens for a bit, and then Skydome and. Skydome, if you got the cheap seats that were like five bucks, uh, you really, you couldn't tell if it was basketball or... Table tennis. Yeah, you really (laughs) could. It was so far away. And, and, you know, someone would score and it would take, you know, a half second of delay for the crowd noise to get... For the noise to get up there. Yeah, it's like watching a stadium show. Exactly, exactly. So, so yes, I remember seeing I remember seeing uh, my, my very first one, and this was back when you could get tickets, and um, and and and, and I remember thinking then, wow, fabulous! Lots of action, lots of music, lots of boom, 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 boom. it was great. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, no, they put on a show. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know the teams here, and then you know the, the kind of novelty of a of, of a new team, you know, wanes, and and then they have little hits and misses, and so on and so forth. Um, but I I honestly last night was the first time that I sat down in front of the screen and watch one at home from beginning to end. And I almost feel embarrassed to say that, but it was totally entertaining. It was uh, it was a good game, and, well, it's entertaining. It's always entertaining when the home team wins. Exactly. I was just going to say that. I don't know that you would have found it so entertaining if no. they lost by 20 points. But no. They were, they were no, the game well. before, I was tuning in and out, and I was not impressed with it. <laughs> yeah, well, two before, you mean. Yeah, two before. Oh, yes. But, uh, no, look, they, they played very well. Um, they all of a sudden seem to have found their mojo. We'll see if they've kept their mojo when they get to Milwaukee, but for the last two games, boy, they look like a pretty darn good team. The, the well, it appears guy, that the rest of the team is contributing and not just the oh, big yeah. stars, and that's, oh, I no, think, no. where they got the depth this time. It is up and down the lineup, and as I say, they look like a great team. The only downside, enjoy this, and this is a lot of fun. And as you say, they put on a great show, and the crowd is crazy, and it's loud, and it's exciting, and there's all that stuff. You know, you don't want to look too far ahead, but I think the Raptors can win this series. I really do. I think the way they're playing, they can do this. The problem is, you look down the road, if they get to the finals, they have a nuclear bomb waiting to go off yeah, in their face in, yeah. in the name of the gold. That are well-rested. They're well-rested. And they've just destroyed probably the second-best team in basketball, missing arguably the best player in the game or in the top two or three with Kevin Durant. So it's, you know, this, this to me is the Raptors final. This is your championship. Cause I, I just don't think there is a team in the league that has a shot. It's not a shot against the Raptors. I don't think anybody can beat golden state if golden state is interested in playing. And so this enjoy this as the final, because the NBA, you know, they have a salary cap, but they really don't have a salary cap, but they sort of have a salary cap. It's a league that, has allowed itself to have these super franchises. We saw it with the Miami Heat years ago with LeBron and Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. We've seen it with other ones. Um, this this is tons of fun if you're a Raptors fan, even if you're not a Raptors fan. This is tons of fun to be on the bandwagon, but uh, it's hard to imagine that even if you pull this out, that this is not where the fun ends. 
Uh, that being said, uh, on the other side, in the final, if they go off, if they go on that far, uh, what about overconfidence? Uh, too much rest, not enough mojo. Uh, could they? Could they take? Uh, could Golden State take Toronto for granted? You're like Tim Robbins, aren't you? You're just the most optimistic <laughs> guy who's trying to. Well, I'm not talking about my prostate, if that's what you mean. Was it Tim Robbins? What's his name? Robbins. Yeah, that's right. Tim, Tim Robbins. Robbins. Yeah, the, the motivational actor. speaker. Yeah, I'm not talking about the actor who was in Bull Durham. The other no. guy was the motivational speaker. No, it's What's not Tim name? Robbins. It's something else, Robbins. Yeah. Anyway, you're you're like him. You're trying. You to had me convinced him. he was Tim Robbins, though. You're, you're like a bluebird of happiness, and I like that. It's good. You got to you got to be upbeat and you got to be hopeful. I'm I'm a little cynical and jaded and skeptical. They can win in the final, but that's because I'm in radio. Possible. That's because I'm in radio, and you're in the print medium. Well, until nighttime. <laughs> there you go. But you're, thanks you're for being slow, a regular listener. You're slowly coming <laughs> over. Oh, man. All right, so anyway. let's talk about fan support for this team. Yep. Uh, you know, my daughter's gotten into the, uh, or, or when the Leafs were in the last uh, throws of, of their run, uh, she did a run with some friends down to uh, Maple Leaf Square. Oh, did she? Uh, yeah. yeah, and it just thought that was absolutely fabulous. And then we thought it was odd because I think the Raptors were playing one night and then there was an away game for the Leafs. So uh, there was, um, they had both sort of areas set up. One yep. for the Leaf fans and one for the Raptors fans. Thank goodness TFC wasn't playing. And and as she said, she said that you know the Leaf the, the Leaf party just exploded compared to to what the Raptors party is. Now that the Leafs and everybody's out of it, is has everybody jumped on the Toronto Raptors bandwagon? Uh, we were watching, and she was explaining last night as they showed the shots of the crowd. She said, see, they haven't got that fence extended all the way back to where it was with the Leafs. But then it seemed as the night went on, the crowd grew. Everybody loves a winner. You're right. And so it is absolutely helping. And considering what Raptors fans have put up with, for years, where it has been disappointment piled on disappointment piled on disappointment, and every year LeBron James finds a new way to pull your heart out yeah. and eat it. Um, this year, I think people were legitimately cautious because, you know, if you're not emotionally invested, it doesn't then hurt when things go horribly sour. But once they got past Philadelphia in that last round, I think it became okay for people to buy in and to start to look at this and go, okay, you know what, even if we lose now, it's not like it's a colossal failure. It's not like it's another punch in the gut. We can we can buy into this. And so I really think that you've got an awful lot of people who were very cautiously dancing around the fringes who are now fully on board with this and into it with two feet. Talk about the strength of this sport in Canada, especially the youth fan, because, you know, there may be old farts that are, you know, no, it's hockey or nothing. Uh, but again, in the school systems and such, I mean, everybody's, you drive around a neighborhood, everyone's got a basketball net out front. Uh, let me tell you about something uh, close to home here. There is a guy who just yesterday was named to be in the NBA's second rookie all-star team, uh, Shane Gilchrist Alexander, who's a Hamilton guy, went to... Uh, uh, where did he go? St. Thomas Moore and Sir Alan McNabb went to two high schools. Plays for the L.A. Clippers now. Was was a rookie this year and made it onto the second All-Star team. Uh, Simi Shitu, who is a uh, I can't remember what school he went to. Salt Fleet, maybe a Hamilton guy. And uh, Fiondu Cabangale, who's a Burlington guy, 
are both entered are both eligible for the NBA draft this year. Kevin Gale is now on mock drafts being talked about as a mid first round pick, which I think would be well, he'd be up there with uh, with Gilgis Alexander as far as the highest local picks ever. In the last two years, point is, you could have potentially three local guys going in the NBA draft. We've never had one before. We've had other players who have been around. Nobody's ever played in the yeah. NBA from Hamilton before. This is, this is new. And here you have now three guys who are at the top of their game that is that says to me all you need to hear about what the state of basketball is. Now Hamilton's always been a pretty good basketball market, but you now have a level of basketball in the high schools, but not just in Hamilton, around Ontario, around Canada, and guys going to university, and just it, and you know a, there is a there is a belief, there is a theory that this all stems back to Vince Carter, hmm. who's a great Hamilton filmmaker. Who did a piece? Did a documentary about a year ago? It was at the Toronto Film Festival called "The Carter Effect," and it's all about how when Vince Carter won that slam dunk contest, and Shaquille O'Neal called him half man, half amazing, and he got called Air Canada and all that kind of stuff. He turned Canada into a basketball country. All the kids now thought it was really cool to play basketball. And no different than when the Jays go on a tear or even golf yeah, with Tiger, right? Absolutely. And I think that you, you know, we were talking about this on my show the other night. I don't think that you can look at a guy like... I was listening. Well, and, and we were talking about Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we, were talk, <laughs> we were talking about Kawhi Leonard and his shot to win game seven last round and where that now ranks in the local or Canadian sports moment list. And I don't think you can put it up there with Sidney Crosby or Joe Carter or Mike Weir winning a green jacket because yeah. those were for championships. But you want to know something? For a generation of Canadian kids who have not had a championship, because we've had no Stanley Cup champion teams from Canada, there hasn't been a World Series champion since 93, we've never won an NBA title in Canada. For a generation of kids, they have two moments now. They have the Bautista bat flip home run, Mm. and they have Kawhi Leonard, and those are their two things. And i got to believe that even those kids who hadn't fully yet got into basketball, every kid, the next morning at school or at recess, how many, if we went and took a video yeah, of man. every single school, how many kids yeah. were trying to take that shot in the gym the next day? It's so become, why so it, that's one of the moments. Is it up to high school, school, a public school, uh, elementary school, college, university to keep this yeah. going? What about Little League? What about Little League baseball, Little League hockey, Little League soccer, golf? Uh, will we see basketball expand there, or is it still something you'll largely see through the school systems? Uh, well, um, no, I don't think it's up to the schools to keep it going. I think, if anything, it'll be up to schools to meet the demand that is going to be there, and, and it is already uh, being there. And again, I go back to, you know, in the last few years, I go back to Shake Gilgis Alexander, who I just referenced, who plays for the Clippers. When he was in grade nine, he couldn't even make the junior team at his school at St. Thomas More. Now, St. Thomas More is a pretty good basketball school in this city, but it says something about the fact that now he was not the player, obviously, that he became. Yeah. Hmm. But the fact is there are a lot of kids that are playing basketball. You go to most schools and you go to tryouts and you yep. see who's showing out for tryouts. This isn't like the old days when you had 12 kids 
yeah. and two of them had glasses so thick they looked like Coke bottles, and yeah. the coach could cut them, and everyone else made it. Yeah, it's you just now, generally the tallest kids in school played. Right, you now have good <laughs> athletes, the best athletes, often showing up for basketball. That because football. Football's in a bit of a tough spot right now. It is, isn't it? Don't want their kids playing. You may have had the great athletes going into football once upon a time. Basketball is now getting a lot of those kids because parents see it as safe and because it's cool. Mm. And if you can have those two things, boy, you can. That sport is going to continue to grow. And now you have local heroes who you want to emulate and who have shown you that if you do well, you actually have a path to something great. Man, this is the, these these are the moments, and then you throw in Kawhi Leonard shot for a generation, and all these other things. The, the, it, right now, this is as good as it gets in basketball until and when the day ever comes that a championship happens. If that ever happens, yeah. different story. But for now, this is this is as good as it's going to get. And you also look at the cost of playing the yep. sport. Compare, you know, whether you're at the high school level or or college level or university level or what have you. Um, you know, and I guess you could say the same thing about hockey. Um, you know, you're certainly seeing, um, you know, my girl plays on her high school, uh, hockey team, but all of them have their own hockey stuff because they play anyway. Uh, whereas football team, you know, I got to outfit however many kids in, in football stuff. It gets, it gets pretty expensive. Um, do you, do you see this as, do you see basketball becoming the big sport? I mean, has it surpassed football in that respect? Well, as far as a sport that anybody can play, I mean, we go back to, the old days in the 60s and 70s, the, the stereotype of the playground in New York City. I mean, that's the, the half of the reason or a good chunk of the reason why you have so many kids who are African-American in basketball at one point wasn't just because they may have been, some of those kids may have been athletic, but this was a sport that if you were in the inner city and you came from nothing and you yeah. were from a... Economically disadvantaged, position, you could play. Yeah, you could play. Yeah, you could play, and it and it provided you because you saw other guys, like I just mentioned, you saw other guys come through that path. This provided you a path to get somewhere. If you ever want to listen to an interview with Magic Johnson, he talks about it nonstop. He was out of Michigan, but this was he would take a ball, he would dribble a ball to school every day and dribble it back and have it in class. This was he loved the game, but it was also his way to become something. And so even around here, we may not have all, we have some of it for sure. We may not have all the economic problems of an inner city New York or inner city, a big American city. We have some of them though. And for a lot of these kids who probably couldn't afford hockey or couldn't afford some of these sports, man, basketball is there for them. Scott Radley has been with us, host of the Scott Radley Show, heard every weeknight right here on CHML. And of course you can read him, sports columnist in your Hamilton spec. Did you want to give your show a plug? What do you got tonight? Uh, what do we have tonight? Uh, More body parts. No, there will be no body parts tonight. We're not doing the, far, the body farm anymore, although people can go listen to that on chml.com if they wish. Uh, I can't even remember what we've got. I've got it in the office, and I'm standing outside now. But tune in tonight. I promise it'll be good. All right, and I'll be listening as usual. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you, Scott. Scott Radley, of course, uh, columnist for your Hamilton Spectator Sports columnist and host of the Scott Radley Show. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.